spend your lunch with Ken by calling 888-760-3776. It's Ken LaVica Live. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. Here's Ken LaVica and Chris Coquel. Good for the NFL. Good for Carl Nassib. And it matters when someone, especially a high-profile athlete, comes out and reveals their actual uh, orientation. This is big news, and it does matter. Ken Levick Alive featuring Coquel here on ESPN 106.3. Check out the Ken Levick Alive featuring Coquel podcast wherever you get your podcast, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcast. Ken Levick Alive featuring Coquel. Every single day, get the podcast if you miss any part of the show, or you can listen to the show and then listen back to the podcast. We have it in a full show, a little morsel, segment by segment. We have it all for you wherever you get your podcast. Ken Levick Alive featuring Coquel Podcast. What is up with you? I just had a heart attack. Why would happen? Because I left to use the restroom during uh-huh. the break, and it was a shorter break than I thought. And I came back, and I saw the on-air light on, and I was like, wait, we're in commercial break. And I didn't look over at you, and I look over, and I hear you talking, so I thought you didn't know you left your mic on, and I thought you were just talking oh, away. We were, we were continuing the segment of Mother Bleepers, and I'm just, like, Mother Bleeping into the microphone. But off that conversation of any time, like, that's not the conversation I want you to leave the mic yeah. off, because in case the bleeps went away. And, <laughs> you know, besides dopey radio sidekick, I have other roles <laughs> at this station, and that one really hurt the heart a little bit. I, I will say, when you walked in, I, I, I was wondering what was happening, because you looked at me, and you looked at Joe, and then you got pale. I'm like, is he okay? Like, is he about to be sick? What's happening with Coquel? I was about to be sick. (laughs) Um, Uh, Real quick, could we, uh, Joe, and I'm sorry to to pull this on you. Could we hear Tom Brady real quick one more time from uh, uh, the trailer that came out yesterday for HBO's The Shop, Uninterrupted. Tom Brady talking about the late stages of his free agency when a team flat out turned him down. One of the teams, and they weren't interested at the very end. I was thinking, you're sticking with that mother. <laughs> so that's good stuff. There's a lot of fake laughter in that. Uh, I, I can't. I don't even know who actually was sitting. I, I know Draymond Green is in there. I couldn't pinpoint the other people that were part of the Chris shop. Paul, right? Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. He is because that's his show, and right? you can hear his laugh. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, Chelsea Handler is the one like running the conversation. <laughs> Where did Chelsea Handler come from? Why is she a part of that? Is she a writer for them? I don't know. I have absolutely no idea. A lot of those shows, we don't think of them having writers, but the topics just don't come up out of nowhere. It was just weird because I was like, oh, Draymond Green. Oh, Tom Brady. Chelsea Handler. What the hell is she doing here? Uh, But I'm going to give it a shot because there is the slight chance that maybe Tom Brady does explain the team. I doubt it. That would be very un-Brady-like. And it would have leaked. Probably. Probably, yeah. But, like, I'm into it. And I've got to say... And I think the person matters on how I judge Tom Brady over this, but I love the fact that just shows the competitiveness of Tom Brady. He, at 40-something years old, still thinks that, like, hey, why would you stick with this guy as opposed to going with me? Now, if it's Jimmy G, that's really cocky, really arrogant, considering Jimmy G was coming off of a Super Bowl appearance. Is it, though, now? Now looking well, I back, know, now they drafted Jimmy G's replacement? Yeah, but also Jimmy G was, was hurt a ton of last year, and yeah, they ultimately made the decision to draft a quote-unquote franchise quarterback. I see what you're saying, but I still think it would have been really bold. Also, really It bold. also feels a little extra mean since he had Jimmy G shipped out of his first job, and then you're going to be like, oh, you're yeah. not going to let me take his second job too? Are they tight? 
or are they He distant? had him shipped out. That was all Brady. Yeah. Belichick but wanted to stay with Jimmy G. Couldn't you separate a c- competitive thing from and a I have personal no thing? inside source on that. But no, yeah, I, I, I like that Coquel is just declaring he had him shipped out. Um, let's talk about Carl Nassib real quick. Um, what he did yesterday, just a nonchalant coming out, a nonchalant announcement that he is gay and he becomes the first active NFL player to announce that he is gay. Um, ESPN Sports Center had a graphic last night. I don't know if you caught this that said first actively gay NFL player. No, 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 no. <laughs> not not first actively gay NFL player. And I openly laughed at that. Um, but the first active player to announce that he is gay. And of course, on social media, and I know Joe saw it, Joe Rigotti saw it. I know Coquel, you saw it. Why is this a story? Why is this a big deal? Why does this matter? And I get those people are trying to like brush it off like, hey, this isn't news. Uh, we uh, like trying to say they accept people. Uh, we, they, they, you accept members of the LBGTQ community. But it also comes off as I don't want to be bothered with this. I don't want to hear someone announce this. I don't want to face that this person has this sexual orientation. Uh, and it's really callous, and I think it matters, and it's significant, and it's going to matter and be significant for an awful long time because it still represents a vast, 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 vast minority of players, and especially in the NFL, like, there's some courage that comes from doing There's a lot of courage that comes from doing what Carl Nassib did yesterday, and it's important because when you look, as he pointed out, especially giving a shout-out to the Trevor Project, um, uh, suicide prevention, the suicide rates amongst um, uh, those who are gay, very high, very, very high. Trans, very, very high. And uh, so it matters for someone like him with his profile, who just signed last year a big money long-term deal with Las Vegas for him to come out and be comfortable and say, hey, guys, uh, I'm in my backyard in Pennsylvania and just wanted to announce I'm gay. Like, that's legitimately how he did it. That's awesome. And it should be commended, and it should be talked about. Do you think if he didn't sign the big deal, it would have been as easy to do? I don't know. Because sometimes that that money security helps. Maybe. But either way, I I think think he already established himself before that. And he's also the guy giving out stock tips. Talk about a guy who likes the word (laughs) mother bleeper. Yeah, yeah, on hard knocks. like crazy. I've never seen someone give financial advice with such strong language uh, than Carl Nassib did on hard knocks with Cleveland a couple of years ago. Keyshawn Johnson on KJA in the morning. It's Keyshawn, J. Will, and Alan Hahn. Yeah. Um, (laughs) He said it best, though. He said the veterans in the locker room. They're going to be fine with it. What they got to watch out for is the knucklehead 22, 23-year-olds who maybe don't know any better yeah. will say things the wrong way and act the wrong way. Yeah. So it's going to take a strong veteran presence for it to really take and place. And this is the thing. This is why when you might be wondering, oh, why is this a big deal? Why does this matter? It's because in locker rooms, it is still very much a taboo culture. It is. You're going to have players from different walks of life who are raised differently from others who still have a tough time accepting the fact that this is now the norm, that this is okay, that they were raised in a household where they were taught that gay is evil, it's gross, it defies God. And uh, it's sort of like what we were talking about last summer with all of the racial elements and all of the discussions that we had. And the discussion was, oh, in in a football locker room, 
There's so many different walks of life that come together. It's a brotherhood. But the thing is, yeah, that's one thing when it comes to skin color. It's another thing when it comes to sexual orientation. It's still very much taboo. It is not as accepted as it would be when we were discussing race relations last year. I truly believe that. And you're right. And Keyshawn Johnson is right, where he says the veterans are going to have to make sure that things are policed so that, and I think Carl Nassib is more than confident enough in himself that he can handle whatever comes yeah, his yeah, way. I'm not even I, he was more talking about for like, future players yeah. to feel comfortable to come out as well. Yeah, but this is where, like with Michael Sam, we were talking about a rookie who was coming out, had made that announcement out of Mizzou, and it was an uphill battle for him from that point. And uh, Florio wrote something yesterday about how Michael Sam maybe didn't get a fair shot. I don't know about that. No, I th- Michael Sam was an uphill battle to make the roster yeah. either way. And, but the, the people who thought that Michael Sam was wrong for coming out or thought he was getting unfair attention for coming out, because he had the number one NFL jersey in a while, there was a lot of support for him, but there was also a lot of pushback, like, oh, just looking for attention. And those people used uh, Michael Sam as the, it's a distraction. This is why we don't need to hear that. It's not a story. It doesn't matter. Uh, keep, that, keep that tucked away. But it, it, it does matter. It absolutely does matter. And Michael Sam, uh, that's why this is significant that this is an established player like Carl Nassib is, that he's been there, he's done that, and now he says, hey, guys, I'm gay. Well, and he also probably wants to enjoy his career experiences. Like we saw Michael Sam Mm -hmm. enjoy getting drafted with the person he was involved with, his partner. Yep. I'm sure Nassib wants to do the same thing as he gets Mm -hmm. older in life and gets ready to start his adult family life. I don't know. He could be have a partner now. I don't know his, his situation. But he wants to do it with the people he loves without having it in the shadows. Right. And I don't think the older players care. And honestly, I hope, because having worked in high schools, kids don't care anymore either. So hopefully we're hitting that point That's where it really may not matter anymore. In, the, in, in high schools and in colleges, like that generation, the youth generation now is the most empathetic generation we have had in the history of the human race. Period. And so there is going to come, maybe in our lifetimes, a point where it truly does not become news any longer. But for now, it is news. And it needs to be discussed because there are still many people who feel like they can't live their truth. And that matters. And if Carl Nassib, his announcement, if him revealing what he revealed yesterday helps people live their truth and keep a level head about it, then hell yes. Announce it. Be proud of it and and be a role model. And that's the beautiful part. Announce it, and I'm glad it's getting the coverage for that kid who feels alone or adult who feels alone who's struggling with mm-hmm. it, maybe has fought those feelings forever to say, all right, I can relate with that guy yeah. who I like to watch on Sundays or that guy who does whatever. Yeah. There is someone in their lives that they can look to and say, oh, wow. It is normal how I'm feeling. Yep. This is this is okay. Yep. So we say uh, we say good job and we say well done to Carl Nassib and congratulations to Carl Nassib uh, as well. So we have been talking about Tom Brady. We have been talking about uh, the the mother bleeping quote that he had in the trailer of HBO's The Shop. Couldn't believe that an NFL team was going to stick with its quarterback and not take Tom Brady. And we had the discussion about mother bleepers in sports who just stuck around too long. Well. That got Coquel and I thinking to some of the greatest movie quotes of all time that have some of the worst TV edits of all mm-hmm. time. Largely, they involve that word, Mother Bleeper. And so let's just go through. We picked out four movies that Coquel and I, off the top of our head, were like, oh, man, that line's great. And oh, God, when I saw that on TNT or I saw that on USA or I saw that on TMC, what a terrible movie edit that was. So let's start with 
Die Hard. The beginning one. This is the, the this godfather is the original. of the movie. Yeah, yeah. This is this is the godfather. So let's go to Bruce Willis Die Hard. Let's hear how it sounded in the movie. Yippee Kaye, motherfucker. Yeah, explosion. Let's hear how Bruce Willis sounded in the TV edit. Yippee Kaye, Mr. Falcon. <laughs> Yippee Kaye, Mr. Falcon. Yippee Kaye, Mr. Falcon is what they went with. Uh, every time I hear that, I laugh, and every time we play it, my heart drops because I'm just worried, waiting for the actual thing to happen. It never, ever fails. Mr. Falcon. Mr. Falcon, and I don't know who decides what words are going to be used in place of the swears, but that is one of the all-time worst and one of the most badass movies ever made. The Usual Suspects. Kevin Spacey in the lineup scene. Here's how it sounded if you saw the usual suspects in theaters. You don't put guys like that into a room together. Who knows what can happen? Hand me the keys, you f- There we go. Hand me the keys, you bleeping bleep. This, if you watched it on TNT, is what it sounded like. You don't put guys like that into a room together. Who knows what can happen? Hand me the keys, you fairy godmother. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, man. Kevin Spacey. Talk about someone that uh, that, that did not end up well uh, at the, the tail end of his acting career. But Usual Suspects, that's a banger. That is a good, good film with a terrible, terrible TV edit. Then we go to The Big Lebowski. Oh, another cult classic. John Goodman, Big Lebowski. This is one of the penultimate scenes near the end of the film. If you went to the theaters to see Big Lebowski, this is what that sounded like. See what happens, Larry. And see what happens when you stranger the There it is. So there's the John Goodman line. That's a great film, great scene, great quote, great movie. If you saw it on TV, and it's on TV an awful lot, yep. this is what you're hearing from John Goodman. You see what happens, Larry? You see what happens when you find a stranger in the Alps? <laughs> <laughs> see what happens when you find a stranger in the Alps. When you find a stranger in a mountain? Like, what is he doing that there? That is the cover for the Big Lebowski. But this, to me, we said Die Hard was like top of the mountain, that TV edit. I actually think that Samuel L. Jackson snakes on a plane this is I mean, the all-time never-beaten TV edit. He is the... He's, he's the, the true, king of the mother bleeper. Yes. Yeah. He's the mother bleeper king. And so the mother bleeping mother bleeper king is Samuel L. Jackson. So this in the theaters is how it sounds. Snakes on a plane. Enough is enough. I have had it with these mother snakes on this mother plane. Legendary. Absolutely legendary. But then... May I present to you, of all, whether it's Mr. Falcon or what happens when you find a stranger in the Alps or Fairy Godmother, this Snakes on a Plane TV edit is the single worst in history. Enough is enough! I have had it with these monkey fighting snakes on this Monday to Friday plane! <sighs> Monday to Friday plane. <laughs> On this Monday to Friday plane. I mean, it doesn't get any worse than that. That is pathetic. That is truly pathetic. Uh, And that's a movie, Snakes on a Plane. There aren't many movies that if you watch the TV edit, it makes it so worse to the point that it's unwatchable. Snakes on a Plane is fun because of the swears. 
If you don't have those, it is completely unwatchable. Yeah, I can't. You see cannot that watch it at all. Casino. This is going to be controversial. Casino because it's so full of swears. I think it's the movie with the most swears that's been made, like mainstream movie. It's unwatchable on cable. Like you cannot watch it. It's miserable. When they do that, though, why do they try to match up with the mouth and put just, something terrible? Audio just give wise? the pause. Just give the pause. Or just say something that's a better line, even if the lips don't necessarily match up. Yeah. Like you don't need the M and the F looking lips. You could just right. put something that's like you stupid jerk. You know what we should do someday? And it, when things get a little slower in the summer, we should get. It's a, not slower than Mother Bleeper <laughs> Tuesday. We, yeah, we are having a Mother Bleeper edition of Ken Levick Alive on a Tuesday in June. You're right. Uh, but we should get uh, someone who works in movies, like in the production element, and just ask them. Like, what we're going to do all summer, we'll have questions about things. We'll just track people down and talk to them and ask them questions about things. Like, that's what we'll do. Because I mean, we, I'm curious about that. Write it down before we forget. I will. We can also ask Dean Thomas and Josh Cohen and the home team, because he's out there doing but some But he's acting. Work. He's not producing. I'm just trying to plug for the guy, man. Let all me right. plug. Sheesh. I know. Sorry, Dean. You're heavy. You have a great acting career going. Uh, Ken Levick Alive featuring Coquel. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. When we return, uh, we will talk with Pat Lawler of Lawler & Associates Personal Injury Attorneys. He is our sports agent insider. He is our sports law insider. And we're going to pretend like none of this happened because Pat's a professional. So <laughs> we'll just, you know, we'll pretend like it's a normal show. Yeah. Hey, Pat, uh, how do you feel about the NBA playoffs? <laughs> He's Coquel. I'm Ken Levick. Uh, it's a mother bleeper edition of Ken Levick Alive on ESPN 106.3.